You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Let's go ahead. Now, as we get into the teaching on parables, we need to understand the meaning of the word parable. In normal parlance, in normal parlance, the Merriam-Webster dictionary defines parables as a simple story used to illustrate. A moral or spiritual lesson, especially one of the stories told by Jesus Christ that recorded in the Bible. Now, what we just read right now should tell you that you shouldn't take parables literally. You should not take parables, what? Literally. Because it is descriptive in application. So what it means is that a parable on its own cannot be explained or cannot be understood except it is what? Explained. A parable on its own cannot be understood except it is what? Explained. The word parable from the Greek is the word parabole. It was used 50 times in the New Testament books of the Bible. Now it was taken from two words, para and balo. Para and balo. Para means beside or like. Balo means to cast or to put. In other words, beside, like, to put, to cast, it means it is used for comparison. It is used for comparison. And oftentimes it is also used so that one will be able to see something. So it is not everything in it that is doing the comparison. Is that very clear? Yes. So by the time you're done, it will reveal something to you. But it doesn't mean everything in it is giving you that revelation. That's one of the very deceptive things about interpreting or explaining parables. Dreams are like parables sometimes. <laughs> so somebody sees a dream and they want to 
explain every bit and everything they saw in the dream. But that's not how you <laughs> explain dreams. Sometimes there are certain things in it that are not necessary. You must focus on the lesson it is bringing you. Is that very clear? Because if sometimes in focusing on some of those things, it will take you out of the lesson of the dream. <laughs> it's like treasure hunt. The one who wants to focus on everything will miss the treasure. True or false? Uh, they must know the salient things that connect, that leads them to the treasure. Is that very clear? Do you understand it? Okay. Look at Matthew 13, 33 to 34. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like living, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all living. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude in parables, and without a parable, he did not speak to them. So you can see that they are dark scenes filled with figures of speech. And that's why I said you can't read and take them literally. Is that very clear? You can read and take them literally. So if they are dark sayings, then they must be explained. Okay? That's why Jesus himself stressed on the understanding of parables. Mark 4.13. Mark 4.13. And he said unto them, Know ye not this parable? And how then will you know all parables? Let's read Mark 4, 1 to 12. And he began again to teach by the seaside, and there was gathered unto him a great multitude, so that he entered into a ship and sat in the sea. And the whole multitude was by the sea on the land, and he taught them many things by what? By parables, and said to them in his doctrine, Hekin, or Hekin, behold, they went a sower to sow. And it came to pass as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And the fowls of the air came and devoured it up. And some fell on stony ground, where it had not much earth. And immediately it sprang up, but it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched. And because it had no root, it withered away. Some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it, and it yielded no fruit. 
another fell on good ground and did yield fruit that sprang up and increased and brought forth some 30, some 60, some an hundred. And he said unto them, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And when he was done, they that were about him with the twelve asked him, asked of him the parable. And he said to them, Unto you it is given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, these things are done in parables. Twelve important that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand lest any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven so parables are for unbelievers they are not for who believers so the explanation is in the verse 11 and 12 true or false can you see the explanation eh? yes so it explains why Jesus uses parables to teach he used them for those who are spiritually dead is that very clear do we all understand that so we are going to now look at the parable of the sower that's our first parable we're going to look at today. How many of you know about the parable of the sower? Okay. Oh, how many of you? Do we all? Gift, do you know about the parable of the sower? Okay. All right. Actually, do you know about the parable of the sower? You don't know about it. Oh, okay. You like to know. Good. All right. Okay. So we will find the same parable of the sower in Luke 8, 5 to 8, and then Matthew 13, 3 to 9. We just read that in Mark 4, 1 to 12. Is that clear? Oh, is it clear? Okay, good. So, let's read Luke 8, 5 to 8. So, what went out to his seed? And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden down, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And the other fell on good ground and sprang up and bore fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he said, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. So he's saying, I am saying something beyond what I'm saying. Is that very clear? He wouldn't have said, if it is self explanatory, he wouldn't have said, He that has hear, let him what? Hear. They have ears, don't they? <laughs> does that make sense? Derek, does that, does that make sense? Come again. You don't understand. He that has ears, let him what? 
here is explaining the fact that what I'm saying to you is beyond what you are hearing. So there's a meaning behind what I'm saying. <laughs> Does it make sense now? Uh, he that has ears. Everybody has ears. So he saying, he that has heard and understand. <laughs> Is that very clear? Yes. He that has understanding, let him understand what I just said. So he knows that they can understand. Is that very clear? That's why he himself would even explain the parable to them. Is that very clear? Okay. Let's go to Matthew 13, 3 to 9. We have the parable there too. You know that. Okay. And he spake many things unto them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went forth to sow. And when he sowed, some seeds fell by the wayside. And the fowls came and devoured them up. Some fell upon stony grounds or stony places where they had not much earth, and forthwith they sprang up. Because they had no deepness of earth. Is that very clear? And when the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. Clear. Some fell among thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked it. The thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell into good ground and brought forth fruit, some a hundredfold, some sixtyfold, some thirty, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Clear. Look at the 34 and 35 of the Matthew 13. All these things spoke, spake Jesus unto the multitude in the parables. And without a parable speaking not unto them, that he might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things which have been kept secret from the foundation of the world. So you can see once again the audiences of Jesus, his specific audience, he was speaking to them in parables. They were unbelievers. Is that very clear? All right. So, we will find that in all that we just read in all the three places in Mark, in Luke, in Matthew, we can see that they were all speaking the same thing, although sometimes a few different words, but the concepts were the same. And all of them were in figures of what? Speech. Is that very clear? Oh, is that very clear? Okay. Look at the explanation he gave. Let's look at the explanation that Jesus gave. Since he was the one who said it, he'll be the best one to give the explanation. True or false? Okay, good. 
So let's look at Mark 4, 14 to 20. I'll be grateful if we all read together. Go. The sower soweth the word. And these are they by the wayside. Where the word is sown. But when they have heard, Satan cometh immediately and taketh away the word that was sown in their hearts. And these are they likewise which are sown on stony ground, who, when they have heard the word, immediately receive it with gladness, mm-hmm, and have no root in themselves, and so endure, but for a time. Afterward, when the affliction or persecution arises, the words, the words say, immediately they are offended. And these are they which are sown among thorns, such as hear the word, and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lust of other things, entering in, choke the word, and they become unfruitful. And these are they which are sown on good ground, such as hear the word, and receive it, and bring forth fruit, some thirty, some sixty, and some hundred. Praise God. All right. Let's look at the look. The explanation is in 11 to 15. Luke 8, 11 to 15. Okay, so let's go. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. I want all of us to read. There's something in what we read together. Go. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are they that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation fall away. Okay. Next, and that which fell among thorns are they which when they have a head go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it and bring forth fruit with patience. Wow. All right. So is, is it very clear? Yes. Very clear. Okay. So if it is clear, then who can tell me exactly what he's saying then? Yes. That's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's examine the key words in the explanation. You want to? How people receive the gospel. Amazing. Amazing. That's good. That's good. Yes. Speaking to how people receive the gospel. Yeah. 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 
So the seed is the number one. And then the ground. Yeah? So we have what? The seed and what? The ground. Yeah. The seed, the ground. Clear? Good. We know that the seed is what? The word. And then the ground. Okay. All right. That's good. So there are four kinds of grounds mentioned in this parable. Four kinds of grounds. Okay. The wayside is the rock and stony ground among thorns and then good ground. Clear. Are those the four grounds? Oh, we do we all agree? So these are the four grounds. The wayside, the rock stony ground, among thorns, and then the good ground. Okay. So now let's examine each of these grounds. The first is the wayside. So we can recall that the seed, which is the word of God, right? Jesus explained that those by the wayside are those that hear the message. And the devil takes the word out of their heart. Is that very clear? Okay, good. Lest they believe and be what? Saved. In other words, the reason for sowing the seed was for them to believe and what? To be saved. <laughs> so, this is not just speaking huh, to we preaching in church. Is that very clear? So, you must get it clear. The reason is that they believe and be what? Saved. So this parable is not talking about how we receive the word in church. Is that very clear? It's speaking to how we receive what? The gospel. Is that clear? When we go out to preach. Because we are already saved. Is that clear? Let's look at So those by the wayside did not believe. Clear. Do we all agree? Oh, do, do we all agree? So those by the wayside didn't what? believe. Therefore, they were not what? Saved. So it is the message of salvation. 
So Jesus was speaking to how the message of salvation will be received. So let's look at the rocky and the hard ground. It is one of the very difficult ones that most people struggle with as well. The seed that fell on the rock or hard ground are those, he said, they receive it with gladness, with joy, yet but they have no word. Root. They have no word. Root. And they have no foundation. So you can see that in this second ground, he's dealing with an attitude when the word is heard. The word root has to do with foundation. Look at Matthew 13, 6. And when the sun was up, they were what? They were what? They were what? Scorched. And because they had no root, they did what? They withered away. Is that very clear? The explanation is in the 21. Yet have not in him what? Self. But endure for a while. When tribulations or persecutions arise because of the word, by and by and by he is what? Offended. So, what do you call this person? Yes. Let me use a scenario to describe it for you. Look at Acts 26, 27 to 28. Go. So you see what Paul said, I know that thou believest. But Agrippa said, I don't believe. So they are the people who are convinced but don't believe. That's why I said they don't have root in themselves. Clear. He said the sun scorched and it withered away. They don't have foundation. They did, never believed. They were convinced. But rejected the word. <laughs> Is that very clear? Never believed. <laughs> I know I'm challenging your, your theology. No? Never believed. Is that very clear? He had yet in himself, he has no root. 
So head, knowledge, not heart. He received the word in his head. Convinced, but he didn't find root. Yes, sir. You wanted to ask a question. I've answered it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, can you see that we spoke to the Hebrew audience? The unconvinced. You see, you speak to them, they get convinced, and then all of a sudden they are unconvinced. They, 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 they can see that the thing is true. But they have lived with something for a long time. And that's why when somebody says, oh, as for me, I'm doing what I, I'm waiting. When I'm, I'm about two years to die, then I'll repent. <laughs> You're deceiving yourself. You're fooling. <laughs> you are entrenching yourself in unbelief. Hey, it's one of the most dangerous things. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very soon you'll be the one saying, when somebody tells you, tell you, very soon you'll be the one saying, hmm, don't worry. As for her, it will be chilling, Papa. Bob Mali will be there. He told you he'll be there. <laughs> he told you he'll be there. And then Bob Marley will be playing music in there. Uh-huh. So your head is now rolling. <laughs> so now you are thinking of jumping and playing, wailing and wailing. How do you call it? Bob Marley and the wailers. <laughs> All right, we can go to the next, yeah? Among thorns. Among thorns. Okay, and this you can ex- you can see the explanation in the set of pursuits, pursuits, pursuits. Look at Matthew thirteen twenty two. He also that receives seed among the thorns is he that heareth the word, and and. The cares of this world, the seedfulness of riches, choke the word, and he becometh unfruitful. What do you think about this one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Really? Shout glory. They are those who believe, but they are not showing the fruit of their salvation. They are saved. So they are not bearing what? Fruit. So the seed is present. Did you realize that? In the explanation, he never said that the seed was taken out. He never said the seed withered away. Don't forget about the seed is the message. Is that very clear? If the message is not there, there will be nothing. That's why the second is an unbeliever. Because there was no root. Did you get it? Uh So there can be a word. 
there's no seed. Is that very clear? So, this one, yes, the seed is there. But growth is being choked. Is that very clear? The growth is stunted. Yes. Yes. So the word was present, but he did not bring, bring it, did not bring fruit in what? In perfection or maturity. Is that very clear? In other versions, you see maturity. True or false? Oh, true or false? Yes. In other versions, you see maturity. Yes. Maturity. So this set are saved, but not bearing fruit. Is that very clear? Yes. They are not growing spiritually. Is that very clear? Okay. Can we use some examples? First Corinthians. One, two. Are you there? Okay. Look up, everybody. Look at how they are referenced. Everybody go to the church of God, which is at Corinth. Mm -hmm. To those who are what? So they are called what? Sanctified in Christ Jesus. Called to be what? Saints. Mm -hmm. With all who in every place call on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Both theirs and ours. Clear? Oh, clear. Let's go to one nine. Go. God is what? Faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hey, are you there? Okay. Look at 1 Corinthians 2, 12 to 14. So all of this is telling you that the Corinthian church and its individual saints are seen as saints. True or false? They are sanctified in the Lord Jesus. True or false? They are called to fellowship. True or false? The Lord is this and together with all of us today. True or false? Okay. Thank you very much. Let's go to 2. 12 to 14. Go. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. These things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but with the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them. Because they are spiritually designed. So he called them spiritual people. Did you realize he said we? When he came to natural man, he different, but the natural man. Oh, are you getting the point? So he says the Corinthian church, they are what? Spiritual people. Is that very clear? In other words, they are part of the saints. They are born again. Is that very clear? Okay. 1 Corinthians 3.16 Look at the reference. 
What did he say to them? Go. Know ye not. That what? Ye are the temple of God. And that what? The spirit of God dwells in you. So they are the temple of God. And the spirit of God is in them. True or false? Okay. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 6, 19 to 20. Go. What? Oh, go. Know ye not that your body is what? The temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you. Mm-hmm. Which ye have of God. Hey. And ye are not your own. For ye are bought. So they have been bought. With the price. So they are believers. They are bought. Therefore glorify God in your and in yours, which are so they are God's. Clear. He further thought that they were endowed with the gift of the Spirit. Look at First Corinthians 12, 4 to 11. You know. You know that. They have the gift of the Spirit. Oh. Let's all go. Go. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations by the same Lord, and there are diversity of operations, but it's the same God, which worketh all in all, but the manifestations of the Spirit, the word of wisdom, to another. Oh, oh sorry, it's given to every man to profit with that. For one is given by the Spirit of the word of wisdom, to another, the word of knowledge, by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these work it. Okay, so now go to First Corinthians one six. Look at what he says. Wow. So he say all these things are mentioning the testimony of Christ is confirmed in what. Look at First Corinthians three one to three. I'm bringing you to something. Go. So they are believers, but they are not growing. They know about the gifts of the Spirit. They have a testimony confirmed in Christ that they have the gift of the Spirit. They operate in the gifts. He actually said that when it comes to the Corinthian church, when it comes to the gifts, nobody should go there. He said in preaching, you preach. In exhortation, you exhort. 
But he called them what? Kana. Word that is used for unbelievers. Clear. Oh, is that very clear? Francis, do you understand it? Okay. You understand it? Okay. Look at James as well. So, so let me just take this so you understand. So the word canal is their conduct, but not their nature. Note that clearly. Very important. Is that very clear? Yes. It's their conduct and not their word nature. So they are being fed by Apostle Paul, but are not bearing the fruit with what they had. Yeah? Yes. They are being fed by their pastor. Write it down. So it will be personal. <laughs> but they are not bearing fruit with what they are being taught, with what they are being fed with. Yes. So carnality is not their nature. It is their what? Conduct. Which usually is the issue that applies. There's something else for you to do. When we True. Yes. So self-righteousness is a conduct of carnality. Yes. Why do you think they were envying, jealousy? It's self-righteousness. I'm of Apollos. I'm of this. You are of this. You are of that. When self-righteousness comes in, that's what happens. There's always competition. I am more righteous than you are. I can do this more than you do. Because you are adding to your salvation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anybody who is spiritual does not judge people. Just like Jesus. Just like Jesus. He was rather against those who were judging the people. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Did you realize that? Yeah. He was always on them. Let me use the word condemn. Because judging, there's a way to even judge right. Are you getting the point? Always condemning the people. Okay, look at James. James gives us another example. James 1.18 Of his own will begot he us, right? With the word of what? Truth. That we should be a kind of what? First fruit of his creatures. So the model. Is that very clear? Okay. Just like Christ. Is that clear? Okay. So that means that we are to bear fruit. Is that very clear? Okay. Okay. James 1.22-25 to Let's all read go. But be ye what? Doers of the word. And not hearers only. Mm-hmm. Deceiving yourselves. Mm-hmm. For if any be a hearer of the word. And not a doer. He is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. For he beholdeth himself and goeth his way. And straightway forgetteth what manner of man. Do you see? <laughs> he has not lost his salvation. He has forgotten who 
Yes. Continue. But whosoever looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continueth in them, he be not forgetful hearer, but a doer. This man blessed in his deed, he shall show fruit. He shall show what? Fruit. He shall show forth fruit. Look at James 3, 11 to 17. Go. Doth a fountain send forth at the same place sweet water and bitter? Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either a vine figs? So can no mountain both yield salt water and fresh. Who is a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him shew out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if we have bitter envy and strife in your hearts, glory not, and light not against the truth, the wisdom, this wisdom descended not from above, but is earthly sensual devilish. For where envies and when I talk about strife, I always tell you, how did Cain destroy Abel? Strife. The first fruit of sin. Let's continue. Go. Listen to me very carefully. It is not permitted in this house. I'm telling you. No matter how nice we are, if I see that you have strife with somebody, you are fighting with somebody, you will see me, you will not like it. I'm not joking. Anybody. If you have an issue, talk to the person. Settle it and let's move. Because the moment there's strife, there will be confusion. And there will be every evil work. Did you see that? Every evil work. Do you know that when you have strife with people, you start winning converts. Do you know that? You rally converts against that person. Do you know that when I don't have strife with him, and you come and tell me something about him, I'll tell you straight in the face that, oh, why? We are brothers. Go and see him. But the moment I have something against him, the moment I, I agree, oh, Charlie, that's the way you go and face him. Let's do this. And then we start planning. Yes. Yes. The things you are seeing happening right now is because we are together. It is the produce of togetherness. I'm not diverting. I know what we are treating. But what chokes the seed that is in you that does not make you bear fruit is strife. Yes. Because the seed is the seed of love. It is deadly. It is poisonous. It destroys everything. But the wisdom that is from above is first what? 
pure. And then what? Peaceable. A pure mind always looks for peace. Yes. Gentle and easy to be what? Eh? Easy to be what? Easy to be entreated. Easy. Easy. Easy to be entreated. Oh, easy. Easy to be entreated. Easy. There are people who are not easy to be entreated. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, oh that was not what they, she meant. Oh, no. That was what he meant. You don't know. That is the way. He, that is. Oh, that was not. She said, when I spoke to her, she said, oh, she said, even me that. No, that is it. You are not easy to be entreated. Look at the next word, full of mercy. You have to put, create a bad meaning, an evil meaning to it, to find something to strike back. The rigid. It's either you are breaking plastic. Yeah, you are not flexible. That's what it means. Not easy to be entreated. That's what it means. You're not flexible. Yes. Eh? Yes. That's number one. And then number two. Good works. If you go and win souls, it means you love to eternity. Show it in how you treat your brother. And you can't show love without forgiveness. Wherever you see love, there's forgiveness. There are two things that flow out of love. Forgiveness and giving. You give and forgive. There are two taps that flow. The moment one stops, love stops. You are either giving or forgiving. When you stop giving, you can't forgive. And when you stop forgiving, you can't give. All the people have realized it. Have scanned through. Watch this. All my friends, all the people that are a blessing to me today, they are the same people who have hurt me before. All! And I mean all. I decided to stay with them. And now I am seeing the fruit. All! Yeah. Let's go back to Matthew. Matthew 13, 23. The last group, yeah? Yes. Glory, glory. I believe so. 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 Praise God. But he that received seed into the ground is he that heareth the word and understandeth it. Which also beareth fruit, bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. We are bearing, we are all bearing some fruit. Oh, we are also we are all bearing some fruit, I believe it. Praise God. So Jesus explained that the person hears the word, understands, and subsequently brings forth what? Fruit. Praise God. So it means that the word produces fruit in his heart. He is on like the third category, right? That yielded what? No fruit. Is that very clear? 
John 15 verse 2. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he what? Taketh away. And every branch that beareth fruit, he pegeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Is that very clear? So the term there is clear. The believer must bear forth what? Fruit. Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. You know that psalm? Yes, sir. Oh, anytime you hear cutting away in that sense, it speaks to where you they become. That's it. They are irrelevant in the kingdom. Even it is in Revelations. Your candlestick taking away. He didn't say that the one that holds the candle is taking away. It's your candlestick. That's what Paul says. That I, I be careful the way I preach so that I am not disqualified. Cast away the same thing. Is that very clear? <laughs> so Psalm 1 verse 1 to 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Praise God. So this man brings forth fruit by conscious and consistent meditation by conscious and consistent word meditation that's why i always talk about your spiritual exercises conscious consistent meditation when you are studying the word you are meditating when you are praying you are meditating when you are going on evangelism you are meditating when you are giving you are meditating and it must be consistent and conscious. When we come together, we meditate. We are building our consciousness on him at every point in all of these exercises. Are you getting the point? Yeah. Is that very clear? No? So, in the, th- in the four sets, we know that the first two were not what? Believers. The third and the fourth refer to who? Believers. So in summary, first ground, outright unbeliever. Second ground, counterfeit believer. Are you getting it? Yes. On the face of it, you would think it's not. That's why Paul told Agrippa, you believe it. Thou believe, I know that thou believe it. Then Agrippa responded, <laughs> you, persu- you nearly persuaded me. So there are people we may preach to. And you see that they have received the word. And then you ask them, do you want to be saved? Let me tell you one of the things. Let me tell you one of the things. It's good to compel. But you compel always to a point. Because if you even force them to see, 
and they have not believed. They have not believed. Uh-huh. So it's good to compel them. Do you understand the point? Uh-huh. You see, like the way Paul was compelling. You see, Paul saw that what was it? The man was listening. For the man, for a, a king to give you audience to that extent. The whole history of Israel to how Christ came, how Christ died, and all of that. And the man was listening to that rapture tradition. Yes. Mm. Are you there? Oh, if you will do it with food. A food you have not eaten before. I get and say, oh, taste it. Oh, taste it. And then you taste it. Oh, it's nice. But I will eat. <laughs> very, very good. You, you realize that? And, and you are sure. That's, oh, it's nice. But I won't eat. <laughs> Third ground, immature believer. Yeah, and then, fourth ground, immature. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is it very, very clear? Now, when you're talking about the power of the sower, you know exactly what it is. Yes. You're going to be seeing some of them and you'll be shocked. I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Another word. Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai, Lead Pastor, Caris Center International. We believe the Word has begun a good work in you. May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life. Caris Center International, living heaven on earth.